0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. Good evening. I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. The accent is French. Francais, if it's the first time you join the show. Bonjour. We're going to talk love. I'm going to answer your phone calls. But I want to start with this little quote that I really enjoyed about relationships. And tell me if you agree with me. You can go on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. In relationships, I say if the feelings are mutual... The effort is equal, meaning if you say you love each other as much, you should put as much effort also in the relationship than each other, right? I think it's a good balance because everybody can say, I love you. I'm here for you. Show it. It has to be equal in the feelings, equal in the action and the efforts to make the relationship work. And that, I think, is a good way to start the show. And if you have any question for me about your relationship, call me now. 855-905-8255, 855-905-8255, the lines are open. If you have a question about your relationship, don't wait any longer. Call me now, please. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Alissa. What's going on?
2: Bonjour, Simon. Um, I have a question. I, uh, my boyfriend and I have been living together for a few years, and things are mostly going well, and, you know, we love each other. The problem is I I need things done a certain way. And sometimes when I ask him to do something, uh, he feels criticized and he takes it personally. And what I'm wondering is how can I better convey to him that there are just certain things I need and it has nothing to do with him. It's just me for my own comfort. Like, I'll be anxious otherwise.
1: So give me um, a practical example. Let's see.
2: Well, we agree on things like taking our shoes off when we come home and stuff. But I guess it's like organizing things in a certain way, or like if I tell him, uh, you know, did you wash your hands before you did that or after, you know, like he feels criticized, but it's something that I need.
1: Okay. So do you feel, I'm asking you this just in case, do you feel the way you say it, the way you communicate the message is more motherly than partner? I
2: think that is part of it, yes. And I don't mean to do
1: that. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Okay, so, of course, I'm a guy, and I don't mind to be told by my girlfriend certain things as long as he doesn't talk to me like I'm a son. So I think yeah. it's all about the tone and the mm-hmm. humor. Okay, so I would like you to improve on the message. That's for you. So just use a more humorous, light tone so he doesn't feel like you're his mom, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the other side of it is if he says to you, Oh, my God, I can't believe you're telling me this. You have to tell him, Listen. This is not against you. It's my own little dilemma. And I take it as a sign of love that you helped me with this. It's, it's the way I like it because it makes me anxious. But honey, this is not against you. Because when we mm-hmm. hear it's not against you, we know we're off the hook in terms of guilt or in terms of aggression. It's not against you. It's your own thing. And Alisa, you're entitled to have your own thing. So on one hand, change the tone. The other thing is... If he tells you why, 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 just say it's not against you, baby. It's, it's, I do what I can. Use that line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. That.
1: Anytime. That's what I'm here for. Thank you for calling, Alisa, and have a good night.
2: Thank you. Bonsoir.
1: Bonsoir, Alisa. Oh, I just got an urgent DM in front of me. I got to go to somebody needs my help right now, tonight, and I'm going to give them that. That's next. You're listening to The Rendezvous, and remember, when you can't call me, you can send me even an urgent DM like this one at Rendezvous Radio. Trish, what's going on with Angelica?
3: Angelica says, bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Angelica.
3: I just did something terrible. I made out with a guy at a party, and I have a boyfriend. I drank too much, and I don't even know how it happened, but it was just a kiss. I'm freaking out, and I need to know if I should tell my boyfriend. He's on his way to pick me up. Please help.
1: Angelica, what should you do if you kissed a guy at a party because you were drunk, but just a kiss? Should you tell your boyfriend or not? Don't go anywhere. I'm going to tell you my answer next. Say you went to a party and you met out with somebody else that is not your partner because you were intoxicated or drunk. It's just a kiss. Should you tell your partner about this kiss or not? That's exactly the urgent DM I got from Angelica. I was waiting for my answer. Angelica, no, you don't tell your boyfriend. I want you to be, you know, in the guilt trip for a while, but I don't want you to intoxicate his heart. Everything will go down. Thank God. It's just a kiss. It's bad. It's a lie. It's not the right thing to do. But at this stage, I'd rather you repair and you just use that as a lesson to never do it again and understand why you did this, Than starting a big fight and all this. So maybe call me Frenchy on this one. I said, don't say anything, feel the guilt. And ask yourself, but why did I do it? Maybe what's missing in my relationship? Or maybe, why do I do things like this to sabotage a good thing? And then go from there, okay? Thank you so much for the DM. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you want to share a love story with me, it's very simple. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Isabelle.
4: Bonjour, Simon. How are you?
1: I'm good. Welcome to the rendezvous, Isabelle. I want to know that, that romantic story that you have for me.
4: Okay, so um, this was um, a Valentine's Day, and I had just been out of town for work, and um, we have two kids, and when he's on his own with the kids, when uh-huh. I'm out of town for work, it's, it's very hard on him. So, okay. And uh, it was Valentine's Day when I got back, and uh, when I got back... You know, nobody was home. They, they had stepped out, I guess. Um, but there were roses on the table for me, like beautiful dozen roses, oh. um, beautiful red roses, uh-huh. and um, a little handmade card that was actually, it was a snowflake. Oh. Um, and, like, it, it, it had been, it was extensively uh, worked on. Like, it had a white background and it had pink kind of cut out. So it, like, was like pink lace kind of on it. And then on the back it said, um, "I'm so glad I caught you," uh, meaning like Aww. a snowflake. Yeah. Um, and it was so cute and so sweet. I can't, couldn't believe that he had he had been able to do all that while I was out of town. I mean, it was just comp- took me completely by surprise. I love um, that so much on his plate. Yeah,
1: I, I love that. How did that make you feel?
4: It just made me feel so good that he he thought about me and. I felt so um, disappreciated, and I just need the love alive a little bit, you know I mean, sure. we're always just have our heads down and just working, 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 and it just like it was a nice moment to pause and, and kind of appreciate what we have.
1: For sure, for sure. I mean, you know, if feel appreciated and feel loved, and this is huge in the relationship and a marriage. So thank you so much, Isabel, for sharing that this, this is a very sweet and cute love story. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and have a good night.
4: Thank you, you too.
1: You know, there is a key lesson for all of us in that story and all the love story I hear. It's about how one can make you feel. And I want to talk about that more next on The Rendezvous. How would you describe the feeling of when your partner does something special for you? Would you say, I feel cared for, I feel loved, I feel wanted, I feel desired, I feel beautiful? I mean, that's the lesson I've learned listening to you love stories, night after night, that everybody needs to feel special, loved, beautiful, attracted, etc., etc. And And some may say, but Simon, this is just romance, you know, the daily life is we work, we take care of the kids, we take care of this. Yes, but this is the oxygen of your relationship. All those gestures will make you feel wanted, appreciated, loved, and safe. I want to emphasize on all these words, because that's why I listen to you love story every single night. To feel story after story how you feel when somebody does something special for you. I'm going to share a personal story of how I felt very special one time in my life. Next. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Samuel Marcel. So the first time I fell in love, if you can call it love, but it was in my heart. I was 13 with a young French woman named... Christabel, a little brunette in my class. And we fell in love. It was all romantic. Of course, not physical, just a kiss. But she did something. It's the first time, actually, a a young woman did something for me. For my birthday, on June 23rd, she brought me a chocolate mousse. And if you know me, I love chocolate, and I love chocolate mousse especially. And she said, happy birthday, mon amour. Very French, very direct, even young. And you'd have no idea how much I felt happy, safe, and loved by her gesture to bring a chocolate mousse in a bowl that she did herself with the help of her mother. It's not much a chocolate mousse, but it goes a long way in my heart. (laughs) So anyway, back to you with your calls and your questions, 855-905-8255. If you've been wondering lately what to do about your relationship or something about your relationship, don't wait any longer. Just dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Lila.
5: Bonjour,
0: Simon.
1: Bonjour, bonjour. What is going on with you?
0: Okay, so I have had the most wonderful boyfriend for the past two years. Everything's been great. Um, but the problem is is that I have a 15-year-old cat, and that hasn't been an issue because my boyfriend is allergic, but we've been, you know, the last two years mostly being in his place when we're together together but we recently started talking about moving in together. So do you have any advice on how to navigate this, I'm
1: happy <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> okay. So um, how allergic is your boyfriend to you? I mean, out of 10.
0: So we haven't brought him over to the cat. So I don't really know what the reaction looks like. Um, mostly I think it's like, he gets the itchy eyes and like, you know, the hay reaction. And, I guess I feel bad asking him to take a pill all the time, but I also don't think I can get rid of my cat.
5: I love her.
1: No, I totally understand. I love animals, and, and so I, I understand. But then, let's put it this way. What do you think is the fair compromise for you, for your boyfriend, and the cat?
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think if we want to live together, I think the cat's a part of the deal.
1: Okay, so. Fair enough so if the guy can't breathe right so he's gonna have to take this pill Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i think that you should try it i think you guys should try it in good faith Uh, Mm -hmm. if i was your boyfriend in love with you i would try it and hopefully sometime with time the allergy is not as strong so that's gonna be my hope for you that over time he gets used to it if really he can't breathe he has asthma or anything for his own health then you're gonna have to decide the tough one but (laughs) i'm an optimist i'm gonna hope for the best he moves in Maybe you know the cat doesn't sleep with you. I would start by that, for instance. No cat in the bedroom mm-hmm. at night.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the first compromise. So at least you make the bedroom a cat-free space. Uh huh. And then we go from there. Okay. All right. Fingers crossed. Thank, Th- you. thank you so much. Good Excited. luck to you, the cat, and your boyfriend, Lila.
0: <laughs> thank you. Have I'll a let good you know night. How it goes.
1: Yes, please call me back. Thank you so much. I gotta go to my email because somebody married is having a big old crush with somebody at work. And they don't know what to do, so I'm going to help that person next. Stay with me. If you listen to The Rendezvous but can't dial in, just send it to me at therendezvousshow.com. And by the way, while you add it, check out everything on my website, including things you never thought could happen, me and Madonna doing something together. Check it out, therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's going on with David tonight?
3: David says bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, David.
3: I'm married, and I have a crush on a girl that I work with. I know it's inappropriate, but I can't help myself from flirting with her. She's everything my wife isn't, and the way she looks at me is intoxicating. Nothing at all inappropriate has happened, but I feel guilty for betraying my wife in some way. How do I stop this before it gets out of hand?
1: David, thanks for the email. How do you stop a crush for somebody else than your spouse when you're married? I'm going to tell you that. Next, have you ever had a crush for somebody you work with while you weren't married or in a relationship and didn't know what to do? That's exactly the situation David, who sent me this email, is in. He says that nothing has happened, but she's everything my wife isn't and the way she looks at me is intoxicating. First of all, thank you for the email. I appreciate the honesty, but here's the thing. You married your wife because you love your wife. And so it's okay to have a crush and to say, oh, my God, like, you know, sometimes I even look at a a movie sometimes. I'm in a relationship and say, oh, my God, I have a crush on this celebrity. It's okay. The big difference is not to act on it because crushes fade away little by little. So I'm asking you, do the right thing. Do good. Feel good. Just don't communicate with that person. Don't get to know her. Just respect your crush. And no matter what, starting right now, no more flirting with her, David. Okay? And you know what's next on the rendezvous? You call the new questions at 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Mallory, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Mallory. How can I help you tonight?
5: I am trying to see if I can continue my long-distance relationship and have it develop once my ex comes back to the States.
1: Okay. So, you guys actually are separated. Correct. And so, first of all, how do you know he wants to stay with you? What's the, the signs that he's sending you, or signals that he's still interested, since you're now separated, to go back and, 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 and be back with you?
5: Well, he still reaches out to me and tells me how good of a girlfriend I was. I told him that I got my passport recently, and he asked me where am I going to go. I told him I wanted to visit his country and asked him if I should get a hotel or stay with him. And he said that I could stay with him. So I don't know how to take that. But it seems like he's still a little bit interested.
1: Okay. Um, but the question I have for you is, are you looking for to stay with him and reconnect romantically? Or are you just going there uh, as a friend? What is your intention?
5: My intention is, is the first thing you said. But I don't really want him to know I'm going there for him. So I I do want to reconnect romantically, but I don't want to make it that obvious.
1: (laughs) Okay. Then I'm glad you called me. There's one mistake to avoid. Do not stay at his apartment. At least not the first night. Uh, Yeah. Yes. But get your hotel room because then he won't know. And you're going to make him work a little bit, take you out to dinner. And then you know how to flirt, but I don't, I mean, I'm a guy. If a girl says to me, an ex, uh, okay, I'm going to stay at your place, I'm going to think, ooh, la, 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 Okay, so <laughs> that's how guys think. I don't want you to be in such situation. All you need to do, at least for the first night, is you get your own room, and then he's not going to take you for granted. And then, and then he said, but let's have dinner. And then it's a normal date. And after the date, you reconnect and you create new memories. But if you go straight to his place, it's going to be awkward. Because us guys, we get so confused when we don't know. You know, we're very limited, you know, human beings. So we, if you come over, we know it's on. If you have a hotel room, you go, okay, I'm going to have to work and, and, and charm her again. I understand. Okay. All right, Mallory. So you know what to do. Have a safe trip. Get your hotel room. And after that, the second night, ooh-la-la.
5: <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> All right, Mallory. Have a safe trip. Bon voyage and a good night. Bon
5: voyage.
1: Stay with me. More Rendez-vous is next. Let's finish by a key difficult question for you. Are you tolerant or tyrannic in your relationships? And you can actually see that question right now if, if you also go to my social media at Rendezvous Radio or just to my website, therendezvousshow.com. Here are the results. of you voted, I'm tyrannic in my relationships, and 82% of you said, I'm tolerant in my relationships. If I got to be honest, I'm tyrannic. Sorry to disappoint everybody. (laughs) Sometimes I'm exaggerating, but I got to be honest. So that's true. I got to work on this. I'm a little bit of a tyrannic, especially when it comes to what time we eat, you know. I'm big on time and my meals. Just that's one thing. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Merci beaucoup, as we say in French, et bonne nuit. The
0: Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.